thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 17. Who will believe my verse in time to come, if it were filled with your most high deserts? Though yet heaven knows it is but a tomb which hides your life and shows not half your parts. If I could write the beauty of your eyes, and in fresh numbers number all your graces, the age to come would say this poet lies. Such heavenly touches ne'er touched earthly faces. So should my papers, yellowed with their age, be scorned like old men of less truth than tongue. And your true rights be termed a poet's rage and stretched metre of an antique song? But were some child of yours alive that time, you should live twice, in it and in my rhyme. That was Sonnet 17 from Shakespeare's Sonnets. I'm Mark Chasley and I'm joined by, oh I'm going to give him adjectives, uh, wonderful, talented uh, and and genius. You forgot handsome, but that's okay. Thierry Hayless. Thierry Hayless. (laughs) We're slowly working our way through um, the procreation sonnets, um, which of this is, is the last one, if I'm correct. This is the last one of the procreation sonnets, yes. Which is is quite exciting, if you ask me. I I I I, I like... we have finally made it through the seventeen sonnets. Yep, it's good. It, 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 we've got there. And this one, this one, I really like this one. I was saying to Thierry before, I really like this one. It's it's it seems to be Shakespeare going. Yeah, no one's going to believe me that this kid's that beautiful. It, it's just not going to happen. So you need to shag so that I can prove to people in the future that you are this beautiful. And I really quite like that sentiment. It's like he's suddenly become unsure of himself. Well, maybe maybe not unsure, but he, as he says, um, uh, your true right to be termed a poet's rage. So people will just go, uh, it's a poet. He just came up with stuff. He, he treated this person as being ridiculously beautiful and it isn't true. And unless there is actually a proof that he was this beautiful. No one would ever believe Shakespeare because they are just words on yellowed paper. Yeah, uh, and and I, I I love that the idea that because um, he's obviously a, a poet and he's a writer. He wasn't a um, a science fiction writer, but the idea that we'd still be looking at this on paper is such a lovely concept to me. But well, I mean, even did we? Well, I know, well, I would guess H.G. Wells is like the father of science fiction, and that was still a couple of centuries away from Shakespeare, so... Yeah, and, and, and I suppose he's talking in this sonnet, the future he's talking about is literally 10, 15 years away, rather than we're now looking back on it. Yeah, uh, more like 400 years, years yeah. yeah. Thank you for filling that in. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I need to find... I, I, I apologise to everyone listening to this, I'm terrible at dates. Um, 1595 to 1597 they were written. Okay, I, have to, I, ha- I will so... remember that at some point. 50, a bit, bit, bit more than 417, 420 years. Wow. That's amazing. Hear that, America? This was before you. That, that's well, I... not quite. It's a century after America got discovered. But, but before it, it became... Uh, before it became the United States. Yeah. yeah. Exactly that. I love. I went on a, um, a tour, uh, a quick tour when I was in San Francisco, and they took me up into wine country. And this is the oldest building we've got. And it was from, like, 20 years after the civil war i'm like that's that's not actually hugely old at all it's it's really interesting it's, I love yeah it. yeah but um anyway back to the phone i i really like this this sonnet i 
I think the meter of it and and the expression you can put it it's it's I suppose the first sonnet I've come across in the ones we've done so far which I can from my very modern perspective easily see what is being said and therefore easily put my own inflection on I hope that came through when I read it at the beginning I had a lot more passion in it because I knew what I was saying which is always a good thing there, are, there there's a surprising lack of made well made up words made up by Shakespeare in this one I mean as far as I can tell that's all words that we are still using today yeah we, we, we probably wouldn't say a poet's rage for a creativity and inspiration but but, but we understand what's meant we understand the concept yeah and 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 yeah there, there's nothing in there that's really going to throw you off in terms of a weird word and it just it seems to row, it go so well um if i could write the beauty of your eyes and in fresh numbers number all your graces the age to come would say this poet lies and it, it just it seems to follow a much more sensible meter and i know it's the same meter that's been but it, it seems to resonate it, a lot it more. flows more easily than all, all the apostrophes and the and st at the end of the words yeah the stusts aren't there yes oh. that's probably it <laughs> and i love that line and and in fresh numbers number all your graces that just the idea that if i were to number all your graces the current numbers we use aren't good enough and i need new ones to to show how truly brilliant you are I, that i think has so much meaning thrown into it and and i love the putting two words next to each other that they're essentially the same numbers number your graces it's such a lovely thing to do you can see i'm quite confused by this one <laughs> i am wondering I'm, I'm not sure if you have read ahead or if you know any of the other sonnets but there's 116 okay. which which is sort of it's the let me not to the marriage of true minds admit impediments yeah which, I, I which, which which ends in the couplet if this be error and upon me proved i never writ nor no man ever loved which is basically saying they are just words, but the words are proof enough that it is the truth that I'm telling. Which is slightly different from this one, because in this one he goes, we, we, we might actually need physical proof, because otherwise people will just go, he's a liar. Yes, yeah, this, this, yeah, this one is admitting that his word isn't enough. And his 16 sonnets before this aren't enough to, to prove that this person is, needs to go out and have sex <laughs> I, so I, I know i keep putting it in those base terms but but that's i mean that's essentially what it is about Ooh, i have a squeaky chair <laughs> but i i'm looking because i always have the wikipedia page open when we do this not it's not cheating because if you look at the wikipedia page and then you look at what i've been saying on the previous sonnets you'll realize that my understanding is well below the wikipedia page um <laughs> But I always have it open because so, it's quite nice to just confirm that I'm not thinking of randomness. But but in this one, there's absolutely no notes. There's no, you should make note when you're reading this. This actually means this. Absolutely none of that. It's just, yeah, this poem is this poem. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's Ron Seal. Yeah, there's not really that. It's basically what it says on the page. There's not much more that you can. There's no no underlining meaning that you could get out of it read between the lines which is interesting would that would you say that makes this a lazy sonnet i mean it's still a lot of work yeah but but in terms <laughs> but of in terms of just having has, the the yeah. one layer of meaning exactly there, there there is no subtext there's no extended metaphors or 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 
similes or allegories and it's... i mean it's it's if we do consider this the end of the procreation sonnets you could just it's it's just a conclusion yeah you don't really introduce more complex ideas in the conclusion you just you you make your final point and you end it there but there's very little referencing back in this. But I guess the the past couple of sites we've been looking at have been doing that. They've been referencing back to previous ideas. So yeah, maybe this is just a very... And this wraps it up. You're brilliant. I think you're brilliant. No one's really going to believe me. So shag. So then they will believe me in the future. Which Which you could consider quite egoistic and just saying, I will be called a liar if you don't have sex. Yeah, it's like the guilt Do trip. it for me. Yeah. The guilt trip sonnet. You don't want Uncle Uncle Wills to be called a liar, do you? <laughs> now go out and, and sire a son. It's, it's, it's one way of looking at it, I guess. I'm, 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 I'm frantically scanning the sonnet in front of me at the moment going, oh, what can I say? What can I say? But there really is very little to, to say about this one, which is quite nice. It's quite a nice change, I guess. What I mean, he's think? got some quite quite nice images in there old men of less truth than tongue which, which for some reason just make me think of all the old people standing in the bar by Weatherspoons, <laughs> telling their life stories and you just go i'm not quite sure if that's real but it's a Weatherspoons, and the people maybe it is the truth <laughs> but, but yeah the idea that the less truth than tongue tongue just being a a, a metaphor for speaking i i quite like um <laughs> less truth than tongue they just talk and make crap up to make people impressed basically yes but uh, and poet's rage is quite a nice uh, a very nice visual image you could the poet's rage of of just scribbling manically just 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 to get his ideas onto a page is is lovely i do quite like because sometimes you just have that you have an idea and you just yeah you can't write fast enough it just has to be on paper or on well nowadays on the screen or yes and that's something Shakespeare would never have had, the ability to cut and paste. And I feel sorry for that. Cut and paste are the best things in the world. Um, I, I don't really have a lot to say. I know this is going to be a really short podcast, but I don't have a lot to say on this one. There is, I mean... This is pretty much what it says on the TV. Yeah, it's wrong. Or, or on, the, on the paper. Yeah, there's... Yeah. So do should we move straight into your reading and then we can we can jump on and to then the next one. Move on to eighteen. Yeah. So this was I'm I'm really hoping no one's stuck in traffic and listened to these on their way to work and now they're now stuck in traffic going, What? That's it? Ah Just just enough time to look at the red light <laughs> and drive on. So you you may go. I I shall pass over to you. Sonnet seventeen. Who will believe my verse in time to come, if it were filled with your most high deserts? Though yet heaven knows it is but as a tomb which hides your life and shows not half your parts. If I could write the beauty of your eyes and in fresh numbers number all your graces, the age to come would say, this poet lies, such heavenly touches never touched earthly faces. So should my papers, yellowed with their age, be scorned like old men of less truth than tongue, and your true rights be termed a poet's rage and stretch meter of an antique song. But were some child of yours alive that time, you should live twice in it and in my rhyme. That was uh, sonnet number 17 from Shakespeare's Sonnets. I've been Mark Chatterley. I have been Thierry Hales. And we will see you again next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an In-Ear Entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about In-Ear Entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.